0: And uh, we will be in Proverbs chapter 4 today, Proverbs chapter 4. We're spending the month of February looking at different things in regards to the heart. And uh, today we're going to be looking at the heart of a father. Not necessarily a father's message, but something that's good for us to understand. A heart of a father. And we know in Proverbs here, the the, uh, human author, the man who penned uh, most of Proverbs is Solomon. And and here we're going to see, you can look at it from Solomon's heart if you'd like uh, in this chapter, no doubt. Uh, But obviously through inspiration of God, we have this in the scripture recorded for us. And, uh, and so I believe we see in this, this proverb, you can look at, um, you can think of it as, well Solomon is the wisest man to ever live. And so there's much wisdom for Solomon to pass to us, and I believe that's true. Uh, but I believe that we see here the heart of, of our Father being the heart of God as well, towards us, instruction given to us uh, so that we can live a life. That, uh, that not only God is pleased with, but a life that, that brings us joy and a life that brings us success as well. And I think we see that all here in Proverbs chapter 4. Uh, Kind of break it down into three sections in Proverbs 4. The first nine verses, then uh, the following nine or ten verses, and then the last few verses, seven verses or so uh, in there as well. And uh, we'll look at these things today uh, and see uh, and ask the Lord to help us learn from them. Look in verse number one. Um, I want to read two verses and then we'll pray. Verse number one says, Hear ye children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. Then skip down to verse number 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. We're going to look at the whole proverb today, proverb chapter 4, and we're going to try to learn from the heart of a father this morning. Let's pray. Lord, I do pray for your help. I pray that Uh, that you would clear our mind of distraction. I pray that you would open our hearts to receive what you'd have for us today. And Lord, I pray that you would teach us from your word. I pray that you would uh, speak to us in spite of me. I pray that you would help me to present this passage and these other passages clearly and correctly. And Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We see the first part of the proverb. Here teaching a little bit, kind of explaining the importance of learning, or the importance of listening, or the importance of gaining wisdom, all in the first number of verses here in Proverbs chapter 4. Look again in verse number 1. He says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. We know there is a difference between hearing and paying attention, right? Um, there are times where my wife will say something to me and I hear it but, and I even answer sometimes and then all of a sudden she comes back a couple of minutes later, why have you not yet, what, what are you talking about? I just asked you a couple of minutes ago and you said you would do it I said, I don't remember you ever asking me that. Uh, I may have heard it in the sense that I responded to her, but I wasn't paying attention. There's a big difference there. Verse 2 says, For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and shall, she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor, and thou dost embrace her. She shall give thee to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. So Solomon here starts off, and he says, Here, listen, you children. Listen up. Pay attention. All right, I'm going to give you some instruction, and you need to learn it. He says in verse 2, I'm giving you good doctrine. Forsake not my law. There are times where I'm giving someone some instruction, and I tell them, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I think this is how you do it. There are other times where I say, this is how it has to be done. If you don't do it this way, it will mess things up. There's two differences there, right? If I say, I think, then we go, okay, well, maybe this isn't right. Maybe this isn't safe. Maybe I should think about what I'm doing, watch what I'm doing. There might be a better way to do it. But when someone says, this is the right thing, this is the way to do it. If you'll do it this way, it will succeed 100 times out of 100 then it's something that I need to listen to very carefully and hold on to very tightly to know that this is right, this is good. And so he says, first of all here, listen to the instruction I'm going to give or to the instruction of a father and attend to know understanding. Uh, Know it, understand it, grow from it, have the knowledge, not only the knowledge but the understanding of how to then put forth the knowledge. I'm going to give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. He goes into a little personal story in verse 3. I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. David had lots of children. Solomon was one of many, but we read in the Bible and we see the connection that was there. And obviously David passed on uh, knowledge uh, to his son. And we see that he says in verse 4, He taught me also, and he said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. So this is important instruction that's been passed down. This is something that he has been told, I'm going to teach you, you need to remember this. Do not forget this. Then in verse 5, it says to get wisdom, get understanding. They go hand in hand. Not only gain the knowledge, but understand what it is that we're doing with it. Know about it. Uh, Don't just just take it at surface level. Let's get it deeper than that. Uh, Verse 6 Forsake her not, wisdom, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, wisdom, and she shall keep thee. It is the principal thing. Wisdom is, therefore, get it, and with all thy getting, get understanding. I, I like that verse. I like the wording of it for whatever reason. It makes me smile. But but this is a, again, it's a it's a it's an importance here, in ex- explaining this is crucial. Gain wisdom. Gain wisdom. Gain understanding. Know why you do what you're doing. Because if you don't have the wisdom and the understanding, then you will fail. To me, it kind of comes back to that foundation. Building a, a firm foundation, a strong foundation. Something to stand on. Know what you believe. Know why you believe it. Know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Gain this wisdom. Gain this understanding so you can find some success, so to say. Then we see the, the proverb transition into to, to kind of a, a two-tone message. Two ways of life. Two, two choices that you can make in your life. Pick the right one uh, and you'll find uh, blessings and success and joy. Pick the wrong one and you're going to be in for a world of hurt. So let's look at those two ways of life. The first way of life, we start off in verse 10, is the way of wisdom. We've already been talking about wisdom. But look in verse number 10, it says, uh, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, uh, and the years, of my life, uh, the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy Life. The first way is the way of wisdom. In two ways of life, we see the way of wisdom. Verse 10, we see hear and receive. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings. Listen and accept. Listen and follow. It reminds me of James 1:22. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Well, in order to, to learn, we've got to hear first or read, or whatever. We have to hear. And then he says, don't, only just, don't just listen, but then apply it, use it, do it, receive it, and make it a part of your life. If we follow the instruction of wisdom, the Bible, we will have a clear understanding of what we should do, where we should go, what should be in our lives, and what we should allow in our lives. Um, there's a number of verses, Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. The Bible offers us wisdom and understanding for the directions that our lives should go. If we'll follow it, we'll have the path of which we should, how we should walk. Uh, there was a so called Christian musician in recent months who had an interview about, um, and she was asked about homosexuality. And she said, I really just can't say for sure if it's right or wrong. Something to that degree and and if you read your bible it 's very clear <laughs> not hard to understand uh, it's not it 's not one of those passages you have to to dive deep in to truly comprehend what it means no God says it 's wrong it 's an abomination it 's wicked. There are many people today who are who are taking this claim of well i 'm just not really sure you know if, if God 's okay with this or not. The Bible says that it, the Bible, thy word, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning if I'll read it, if I'll study it, if I'll learn it, then it's going to guide me in the way that I should go. It's going to help me in things in life when society says, well, you should, you should like this or you should be okay with this. No matter what it is, we can say, but the Bible clearly states I shouldn't be okay with that. That I cannot participate in that. That I should not do this, whatever it may be. Gain instruction, gain wisdom, and then follow the wisdom that we have. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. The psalmist says, I have your word, God's word, hidden in my heart, so that now I know what is right, and so that now I know what is wrong, so that now I will not sin against thee. Does it mean that we won't make mistakes if we memorize Scripture? No. But what it tells us is that we'll know that when we've done wrong, we've done wrong. That we'll know that when we have a choice to make, we'll know what is right and what is wrong because I have God's Word in me, I have wisdom, I have knowledge, I have understanding so now I can live the way God wants me to live. Follow the Bible, live in obedience so that sin will not hinder you and you will not fall into the traps of Satan. We, we oftentimes will argue or with ourselves over the sin in our lives. Well, I don't know how I did that. I don't know why I did that. I don't know how that got into my life. I don't know how whatever. And the reality is it's, it's often, if not always, because of a lack of, of wisdom that we could have easily had through prayer and through Bible reading. Follow the Bible. It's, it's as simple as living obediently, as doing right. Guard, keep, hold tight to the Bible and follow its instructions. Verse 13, take fast hold, Of instruction, and let her not go, keep her, for she is thy life. Um, We we live in a culture that says, uh, as what they did in the Old Testament and in the New Testament as well, do what you want, do what makes you happy. If it makes you happy, then it must be right. That's what society tells you. It's not true, but that's what society tells you. Here in the Bible we're told take fast hold of instruction and let her not go. That instruction is the Bible. Take what we learn from the Bible and hold on to it. Don't let it go. Grab tight and follow it. Obey it. Do as God tells us to do. Follow the instruction of the Bible. That's the first way, the way of wisdom. It sounds like a good way. It sounds like a way I want to be on. It sounds like a way that I want to go. And I think it should be what we all want to do as well. Then there's a second way, the way of folly. Look at verse 14. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is, the, uh, is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the, perfect, unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. The way of folly. This is written, I believe, to us as Christians, to warn us and to keep us from taking our lives down the wrong path from heading the wrong direction. Solomon here is a loving father. God is a loving father as well. And the instruction that's being given is as a parent would give to a child. So you have to remember the love that is in this instruction. It is a, it is a I want the best for you. I want you to turn out the best that is going to be best for you. I want, I want you to succeed. I don't want you to fail. I want you to learn these things and, and grow from these things. So he says there's a way of wisdom that if you hold on tight to it and follow the wisdom and the instruction that you have through the Bible, you're going to, to know where you're supposed to be and you're going to please God. But the way of folly is a little different. Verse 14 and 15 sounds like me talking to my kids about the danger of like a hot grill outside. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. Don't get close to it. Don't get tempted with the, is it really that hot? (laughs) Like I said, I told you before, I've never been a big fan of pain. So if I can avoid it, I've always tried to. But there are people out there that for whatever reason think, well, is it really that big of a deal? And then on my kids, there are things that I, and I make it very clear to them, do not get close to that. It'll hurt you. I remember once we had a fish fry with my parents' Sunday school class, and um, they were frying fish and, you know, the big fryers and all the, the things. And so there was warnings, you know, don't get close to the, to the, to the grease, uh, to the oil. to the, It's hot. It'll burn you. It'll very, very badly hurt you. And then later on in the evening, I think a kid ran into it, but I, luckily it was off and not hot at that time, thankfully. Uh, but I remember the, the, the adults just, there was a lot of fear when the sound hit of the kid running into the fryer. And there's this instruction of this, listen, it's not just that it's hot, be careful. It's, it, it's really hot, don't even get close to it. Don't even look at it. Just stay away from it. So where I have my grill, at the house outside, is over by the back door, so the kids will be out playing basketball, and it's okay because they're far enough away that even if they, it bounces weird or whatever, it's really not going to be that big of a deal. Now, at the other house that we were in, it was a little closer to things, and it was a little bit more of a, hey, we can't run over here. We can't, we can't run by over here. You just need to stay away. The grill's hot. Stay away from it. And that's what he's telling us here in verse 15, 14 and 15 about wickedness, and the ways of, of evil men, enter not into the path of the wicked, go not in the way of the evil men, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away. Don't even go near sin. Don't go near people who who will try to draw you into sin. Don't go near places that will tempt you into sin. Stay away from it completely. Avoid it at all costs. I remember until I became an adult thinking, that kids were the only ones who were tempted by peer pressure, kids and teenagers, because their friends weren't responsible and you had to be careful, you know, who you're around, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, you work a job, you're around coworkers that are different than you and they do things differently than you. On the weekends, they do things that are different from you. And sometimes they'll say, hey, why don't you come over this weekend? And it might be harmless sometimes. Other times you think, I don't know if that's a wise choice for me. Um, there are things that I'm not tempted with. I'm not tempted to drink. Never have been. I've never understood why people were. Um, uh, you know, it's just, for me, it's never been a temptation. Um, if I was with someone who was having a drink, I would not one time think, I wonder what that tastes like. I wouldn't. It just it doesn't tempt me at all. I still wouldn't go to a bar. Uh, I still wouldn't uh, go to a drunken party uh, or anything like that. It wouldn't be wise to do that. But you know, there are some that... that they just—they have to completely avoid people who have quit drinking. Maybe they've quit smoking. They've got to stay away completely from people who do those things because it, it could easily lure them back in. But I think of things as simple as gossip, things as simple as uh, just attitudes that are not right. Maybe language that is foul. And uh, we have to understand that God is saying, "Stay away from these things." Now, we try to. Do we try to sometimes? spiritualize our wicked friends. Well, I need to spend some time with them or else how else are they going to see the light? And maybe that's true to some degree in some ways. Uh, But oftentimes the wickedness is going to rub off on us far quicker than the righteousness is going to rub off on them. And so here he's saying, this is, again, the wisest person that we know of that have ever lived, and it's inspired by God and put in the Bible. Enter not into the path of the wicked. Go not in the way of the evil men. The way that they walk, I'm telling you, everybody in this world is out for themselves. Don't follow that path. I've been in sales now for almost five years, and in the radio it's much different than the insurance. In the insurance world, though, it was a greedy business. It was a greedy business, and I watched, and I listened, and I worked with people, and I thought, this is dangerous. They're all out to to gain for themselves. They really don't care if they help anybody else. Stay out of that mentality. Stay out of that mindset. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. Stay away from sin and from those who do sin uh, on on that that habitual sin, that consistent sin. We're all sinners, so I don't say stay away from people who sin, because then you wouldn't come to church. Come to church. But listen, stay away from those who their lives are are, uh, are are just all around sin. Verse 16 and 17 says, everything about them is wrong. It says, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of the wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Everything about them is wrong. Their life is centered around sin and wickedness. And if you're going to be around that it's going to draw you in eventually. Avoid it. Stay away from it. Guard yourselves from it. Verse uh, 18 and 19 contrasts the two lives, the way of the wisdom, the way of wisdom and the way of folly. Look in verse number 18 but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. You ever try to walk around in a dark room and you, you hit something? I think more of a muddy pond. That's, I have more experience with that. And you're, you're kind of in a muddy pond, so you can't see below the water. And you step on something and you wonder, what was that? Is it live? <laughs> Is it going to bite me? Uh, what, what was that? Uh, you know, there are times where, uh, where I grew up walking around at night, if you were in the, the area of the horses and you stepped in something soft, you thought, oh, I really hope that was just mud. Um, there are times at the house where you're walking around and you, you trip over something, you have no idea what it was. There's nothing supposed to be there. Why was that there? There are times in my living room, you know, turn the lights off before you go to bed. And if you're out sitting on the couch and you start walking and there's a dog toy laying in the middle of the floor. She didn't realize it was there. Those things hurt so bad. Uh, You step in that. Here is the way of wisdom is there's a shining light. It shineth more and more. It's bright. My wife asked me to replace the light bulbs in the living room once, and I went out to the store to buy light bulbs, and I got the bright white light bulbs. Oh, man, they're beautiful. Uh, Bright light. I mean, they they were LED just boom. I put them in, five of them. Flipped on the light. Man, the living room lit up. She goes, why did you buy such bright lights? I said, isn't that the point? <laughs> we want bright lights. You should have got the yellow ones. Why? I don't like yellow. I like white light. I like bright, shiny. And it was bright. for. Now we're used to it, but it was really bright for a long time. Uh, the, the way of wisdom is a bright light, shining more and more under the perfect day. The way of the wicked is darkness, and they know not what they stumble the people walking around this world today that are wicked, living in wickedness, living according to society's rules, and they don't even realize why their lives are so miserable. They don't. They say, well, I've got money. There have been multiple athletes, actors, who have talked about, I may have all these things, but there's just something missing in my life. You look at the suicide rates of the rich, They're pretty high. You have all this money and you have all these possessions and all these things and yet still you're stumbling around your life trying to figure out where can I find happiness? They're living a way of folly and it's dark. Those that depend on drugs, those that depend on alcohol, those that depend on other things, they're they're out there going, this is supposed to bring me happiness. I'm not happy. Some people live for a certain relationship. You remember as a kid thinking, if I could just date the prettiest person, then life would be great. And we search for different things that are not, they are material, they are not internal, they are not godly even. And we're sitting there going, why is this not working out for me? I don't understand. The way of wisdom is a bright light, but the way of the wicked is darkness. Then we see in the last number of verses, seven or eight verses, the importance of remembering the lessons that are taught. So we start off with listen, hear, understand, gain knowledge. Then we go into here's two important lessons for you. You can either live in the way of wisdom or live in the way of folly. Now he comes in and closes the the chapter with the importance of remembering what you've been taught to protect yourself from evil. Look in verse 20. My son, attend to my words, and climb thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. And he's saying, do not forget these things. It goes back to that same thing that he said about holding fast. Don't forget these things. These are important things. Lesson. Listen, pay attention, remember these things. Verse 23, we looked at in Sunday school this morning for the men. But it says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So what we're talking about all month, our heart. God says keep, that means guard. You've ever heard the term, sports term, goalkeeper? That's what it's talking about, keep. Keep your heart with all diligence. Guard it, don't let anything in that shouldn't be there. For out of your heart are the issues of life. What you allow in your heart, what you allow in your mind, it's going to determine what you do in your life. For where your treasure is, for where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. Is that right? Did I get that backwards? You get the idea. The treasure in the heart, it's the same thing. Whatever is in your heart, that's what your treasure is. Your priorities, that's where you're going to see your treasure. If my priorities in this life is to to make money, then I'm going to probably make money but I cannot prioritize God if my heart is surrounded by money. Money itself is not bad. It's the the love of money, which is the root of all evil. And what we sometimes do is we say, well, I can get rich and still please God. But oftentimes when we're trying to get rich, our priority is getting rich. Therefore, we're not doing what God has told us to do. We're not being obedient to what God has told us to do. I, I've, I have friends in college, well, I had friends in college that said, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to work and I'm going to make money and I'm going to donate it to missionaries and I'm going to help different things. And some of them uh, are poorer than me and other ones are richer than me and they're not doing anything for God. But where their heart was, that's where their treasure is. And all their mind and all their time and all their focus went into that. Instead of doing what God wanted for them. Guard your heart. Protect it. Don't let anything in that shouldn't be there. Then verse 24 says, Put away from the froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from the... uh, Guard your heart. Then get rid of and stay away from wrongdoings. Put away. Throw it in the trash can. Have one of those famous burn barrels or you throw all your bad stuff in it and burn it. We've never done that. But, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've seen stories or heard stories of that. Everybody brought their music and burned it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, uh, but here he says, put it away, get rid of it. Put away from the froward mouth and a perverse lips put far from thee. And then in verse 25, let thine eyes look right on. And let the eyelids look straight before thee. You seen horses with the blinders on? Why is that? It's to keep them focused. So they can't see all the craziness going on everywhere else. They can see straight ahead what the goal is. God here says in verse 25, Let thine eyes look right on. thine eyes look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, verse 26, and let all thy ways be established. Turn Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy feet from evil. We've got to get focused on the things of God. And it's back to the heart. We've got to get focused on the things of God. What does God want from me today? What does God want from me this week? What does God want from me this year? What does God want me to do? What actions does He want me to do? What does God want me to give? What does God want me to to do at work? How does He want me to respond uh, there? Put our blinders on, so to say, so that we can look straight ahead, look right on, on the target, what we're aiming for. Stay focused on that thing. Put away the wickedness. Put away the wrong priorities. Put away the, uh, the, the cultural peer pressure that we receive. And look right on. Where are we going? When, uh, uh, when I would mow at our church in Indiana at 8 Acres, and, uh, and I remember the first time I mowed uh, there, I mowed down one strip, I turned around uh, and looked and I thought, man, that was not a very straight line. I wasn't very good. Um, so, so then I started to look for something. Okay, what can I watch when I'm steering? Of course, once you get the first line, you think, well, i got to follow that crooked line. I said, "No, I'm going to straighten it out. We're going to get it right because people are going to drive past the church and they're going to see these these awful lines in our churchyard." And so I would watch. I would look for something that was set, and I would, and I would go to that, and it got better. Um, when I worked at the camp, I would do the uh, paint the lines for the ball fields. And uh, the football field was always the hardest because, first of all, the ground wasn't flat. But uh, on top of that, you know, all these bumps. So, uh, so you can sit there. We, we would put out a, a string all the way along the football line, and then we'd have this little roller thing that we'd push and uh, paint the lines for the field. And, uh, and, you know, I learned at first I thought, well, I'd kind of do the same thing, look ahead, kind of try to walk straight. then I realized, just watch the stinking line, (laughs) the the string, and follow that. Keep your eyes set on that and make sure you're staying right in the middle of that thing because then it'll work out just fine. Um, Dad used to always say, you know, whoever was out, we'd we'd kill the grass first for the lines. So we'd put out the line, the string, and we'd walk out there with weed killer or diesel fuel, and we would spray that, and once the grass was dead, then we'd come back and paint it. And it would always seem somebody would come along and say, who was chasing snakes? because, um, you know, the line's crooked like that. We have one guy, sadly, got high when he was out there with the, with the stuff. It was a really hot day, and it didn't worry. It was very bad, lots of dead, dead grass that day. But uh, uh, getting back to the point, stay focused. Have a point. Follow it. The Bible is, is what, we're, what we're trying to focus on. Alright, what does the Bible say I'm supposed to do as a, as, a, as a person, as a human being? How am I supposed to treat other people? Well, the Bible tells us love your enemies, those that curse you, love your neighbors, love your family. These are things that the Bible teaches us. How am I supposed to be as, a, as an employer, employee of my, of my work? Well, the Bible says don't be lazy. Do things right. How am I supposed to be as a spouse? Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. How am I supposed to be as a parent? Train up your children the way they should go. And when they're old, and not depart from it. How am I supposed to be as a, as a child? Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. You see, if we would just stay focused on what the Bible teaches us, keep our eyes right on and follow that. We have to guard our heart. We have to keep it so that the outside influences don't get in. Because the outside influences says, Husband, do what makes you happy. Wife, you can be the authority if you want to be. Just talk louder or be meaner. The Bible says, here's what what you're supposed to be. Guard your heart. Keep it from the outside influences. Guard it, keep it, and keep your eyes right on. Ponder the path of thy feet. Think about what you're doing. Do it on purpose. Have a reason for why you're doing it. Some people, uh, I've talked about this before, but we get to this sometimes as parents, we say, because I said so, and then before long our children are getting older and they're realizing, well, but that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I'm supposed to go to church. So I turn 18, I move out of the house, and I'm not going to church anymore because my parents don't tell me to do it anymore. Uh, Well, I'm not reading my Bible. I mean, why should I? I don't know why I should. Because we've been told, read your Bible, but we've never been told why. The Bible teaches us to do that. Uh, If we're preaching the Bible, if we're teaching the Bible, then it'll be more clear, the understanding of the relationship that we're supposed to have with God. Well, we see we do all these things and sometimes we get into these actions and these these, uh, religious things that we do, spiritual things that we do, but we don't know why we're doing them. Understand. Gain understanding. Gain knowledge. Gain wisdom. Then hold fast to it. Guard your heart so that outside influences don't come in. Be careful what you read. Uh, And this is easy for me to say as someone who hates to read. uh, But be careful about what you read, the authors that you're reading. Be cautious of that. Measure it with the Bible, what they say. Uh, then uh, ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left and remove thy foot from evil. You ever stepped in something and then just stood there? (laughs) It's kind of natural, I think. I don't know why. Um, You know, if you touch something hot, you immediately go, ow. You step in something gross, you go, ow. You just kind of stand there. (laughs) <laughs> remove your foot from the evil. Get Get out of there. I've never been in, in quicksand before, but I've seen many cartoons <laughs> with the quicksand, right? And they get in there and they're like, oh no. And then they go, blah, 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 blah. Uh, get out. Get out. Don't turn down the right. Don't turn down the left. Stay straight on. Remove your feet from evil. Do right. It's a simple... <laughs> It's a simple application today. Do right. The heart of a father is, I want you to do right. I want you to be happy. I want you to succeed. Here's how you do it. You can go the way of wisdom or the way of folly. Those are the only two choices you have. So do right. Choose the way of wisdom Listen to what I'm teaching you. Learn it for yourself. Guard your heart and don't let the outside influences uh, uh, come in. Guard it and keep it and keep straight on. Let thine eyes look right on at God's Word and the wisdom that it teaches and follow it. I believe as a parent we would agree that's our heart for our children. It is God's heart for us. He makes it very clear to us. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God in the world. You cannot serve God in yourself. You have to pick the way of wisdom or the way of folly. Choose the way of wisdom. Learn your Bible. Grow from it. Hang on to it. Guard yourself with it. And simply follow it. Obey and do what you ought to do. Lord, I pray for your help. There are a lot of different influences as adults that we face in this world. The pressures from whether it be family members, co-workers, uh, politicians, society, whatever it is. Lord, I pray that you would help us to to guard our hearts with the wisdom and the knowledge that we learn from you. God, I pray that you'd help us to set our minds and our hearts where they should be focused and prioritized on you. God, I pray that you'd help us to be better in our Bibles. We would learn more and grow more from the wisdom that you give us. God, I pray that You would uh, help us as we make that decision, as we stand on a daily basis deciding whether we are going to go the way of wisdom or the way of folly today. Lord, I pray that You would help us to to understand, to comprehend that Your way is always best. Lord, You want what's best for us. May we understand that. Lord, may that, that help us to do what is right. God, I pray that You would Uh, Help us this week and the different decisions that we must make. God, help us to do right and to follow Your Word. Help us to keep our minds uh, and our, our sights set on Your Word that we can grow closer to You. Lord, we need Your help to do that, so we ask for it today. We ask for Your help in that, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.